I could have spit water out my mouth reading this. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the hooves. There's so many times I've felt that way reading books where I'm like, I, I want to look at that camera, the hidden camera that's filming me and be like, are you serious right now? This is what's happening? This is what's happening. Uh, I don't know, not- you guys. I think this might be the book that breaks me. Welcome to Say Smut, a literary podcast for readers and non-readers. That's Sarah, and she loves books. And that's Hope, and she loves talking. Each episode, I break down the plots of some pretty wild books to Hope, who has not read them. Record scratch. Except this time I have! This time, Hope is gonna deliver! I read a book, I read a book. So we decided to switch roles, um, do a little role reversal. and a little role play. <laughs> role play. And she read the book and I did the research. That is right, friends. So buckle the fuck up. Or should I say settle up? Because this time I hope read the book. What book? Thank you so much for asking. So Sarah gave me a really amazing list of recommendations for me to choose from. And I, a sensical person, selected the one that I found most outrageous just based on the title and it was very hard and there were so many good options but i hope that you will join me for a trot through tate mckirk's brood maiden of the unicorn an erotic first time fantasy i am so excited i did i did put together this list i thought you were going to gravitate towards sheriff bear and that is exactly what it sounds like um but i, I am to- equally as excited for unicorn smut Yes. And I want you to know that uh, this morning while I was waiting for us to record the podcast, I did also download uh, Sheriff Bear and what's the other one? I downloaded two books. That's right. I read now. (laughs) I know. I was about to say Unprovoked. Unprovoked. Oh, and Muscles and Monsters. (laughs) Okay. Muscles and Monsters is a series. And then there's one that's Minotaurs. I think this is the title. Minotaurs and Mantras. Yes. Yes, I did see. So anyway, uh, this has had an incredible effect on me. Um, I promise not to drop the ball. I have pulled up research about the ratings and about the author. Uh, So this book does have ratings and I looked them up on Goodreads. It has a 3.42 out of five stars. It does not really have a rating on StoryGraph, but it did have a 3.5 out of five stars on Amazon. If you were wondering. That's pretty good. Uh, good. I have a, for romance, I have a threshold of 3.5 for ratings. So nice. I am I'm very excited for this. Sweet. We are more or less in there like swimwear. Um I would love to tell you about the author. So I'm just I just calling uh I'm her Tate and also have I kind of been using they pronouns only because nowhere is it specified and I'm like better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Uh but but IDK. Anyway, so Tate's been writing forever and they found their passion for writing after attending a young authors conference for fantasy stories in kindergarten, which is incredible because i wasn't writing any stories in kindergarten i don't know about you (laughs) i definitely had those um one sentence you know per page that our uh teacher told us to write right amazing well her tates were so good that they brought them into uh a writing conference at a young age which is awesome i pulled a fun quote which is Quote, still, I could never have known at that young age that my true calling was erotic fiction. I love all the things that go bump in the night, literally and figuratively, vampires, werewolves, and monsters. I still cling to my roots and adore fantasy creatures of all times, which we love. That is a great quote. That's a great summary of somebody's passions. Yes. And then finally, I just want to add that uh, Tate has written tons of books. Uh, with wild and crazy titles and I'm hesitant to share all of them because what if we want to cover them in the future but I do have to share one because it's the season and it's called stuffed by the wear turkey happy thanksgiving (laughs) yes I have heard this one is circling book talk right now because so many people have found it yes I look it doesn't need to be thanksgiving for us to do that book since we're kind of not in the time for it but it might Maybe down the road, maybe in a couple of years around turkey time, we'll have to we'll, we'll get pull it out when you least expect it. You will. Um, I will do a couple 
content warnings before we start getting into the book. Um, what you think will happen in the book absolutely happens in the book. So we're getting intimate with the unicorn. There will be sexual content. There will be a unicorn present. Um, additionally, I feel compelled to call out that while our main character is a legal adult, they are a brand new legal adult who has not yet graduated high school. Um, so I won't linger on the age, but if that's not your cup of tea or coffee in my case, subscribe and we'll see you later. I had to kind of steal myself for that information. That's good context. We were talking about this at a book club I was at this week where it's like everything has degrees to it, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, okay, they're a legal adult, but they literally just turned to a legal adult. And like that threshold is a little awkward or like, hey, you know, if there's mentions of self-harm or anything like that, you're kind of Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know. Is it just a brief sentence? Do we go in depth into the you know right. character's mind who's struggling with it? So it's kind of like, how do you deal with with those types of trigger warnings? So we always try and do our best of explaining yes. the, the, the capacity of it. And this is a first time fantasy. I, I take that literally. Uh, it is literally, spoiler alert, going to be the character's first time. Anyway, um, bef- before we get started, uh, know that we're going to be on a little bit of a slow burn until we hit Sarah's research because Sarah is doing research, but know that I think the point of entry for her research will be worth the wait. Are you ready to join the brood? I am ready to join. I am so glad that I get to answer that for once. <laughs> so fun. So we open on the whispering eye, and that's the letter I, not like your eyeball, the whispering eye ranch, boarding business and sometimes writing lessons ranch. Um, nice. where Jennifer, yeah, you know, two two in one business writing lessons. Sometimes writing lessons, mostly horse boarding business. Okay. Uh, Jennifer is re- getting ready to welcome her mom, Caroline, home. Her mom is coming back to the ranch uh, after going on a trip and buying a new horse, which is okay. thrilling. Um, important to note that as she is running out to meet her mom, uh, it is called out that her breasts are jiggling up and down relentlessly. We love a no bra, no problem queen. And it is also hilarious that the top, these tatas are positively relentless in jiggle. <laughs> I expect nothing less, um, but also sounds painful. Unceasing jiggling as we're running out to visit mom. Um, right away, we get kind of a lowdown on what Jennifer's life is all about. So I don't know. It didn't specify how long her mom was away, but her birthday occurred while her mom was away. So she turned 18 while her mom was out on the trip and she's very excited to see her mom because her mom had her at 16 and they're more like best friends that, uh, uh, like mom and daughter relationship. They're very close. Okay. Um, we learned that Jennifer has a friend named Kelly who I'm going to refer to exclusively as that bitch Kelly, because the vibe that you get is that, uh, she and Kelly haven't been hanging out a ton ever since Kelly got her driver's license. <laughs> And okay. also that Jennifer is kind of fine with that because uh, she doesn't mind because she has horses that she can hang out with instead. So Kelly comes up a lot of different times, but also just kind of seems like we're at a very neutral attitude about Kelly's general existence. Yeah. Um, we also find out that graduation is coming up. And while all of Jennifer's classmates are super pumped to go to college, Jennifer is anxious to be an adult. She likes where she lives uh, and she has blonde hair and she likes helping her mom on the ranch. This is all the order in which we're presented this information. Plus, quote, how would she spend her time if she wasn't riding and taking care of horses? Yeah. Crazy. No other hobbies necessary. No other hobbies, but being blonde and hanging out with horses. We do find out later that she has butt length hair specifically and that her eyes are green, but we don't otherwise get a ton by way of Jennifer's description. Look, I don't want to be judgmental um, or like, you know, rush to conclusions. But if I were to say I'm reading Unicorn Smut, I absolutely believe that the love interest is, has butt length blonde hair. Butt length hair. At, at least butt length hair. Color, whatever for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so mom has rolled up with a horse, but not just any horse, a boy horse. And that's a big deal. So her mom is like, Wait till you see him, Jenny. He's a real treat. Uh, went to look at a pair of geldings and set it on this bad boy instead. And Jenny is very surprised because Whispering Eye doesn't breed horses, she says. So they don't normally have stallions at the ranch. Okay. And appar- apparently stallions can become too high, strong and dominant. So uh, this boy horse must be super special for her mom to have decided to bring it to the ranch because 
Uh, they don't even bother with male horses because of them not wanting to deal with their attitude since they're not breeding. Yeah, like hashtag women only. Mm-hmm. No boys allowed, except for this boy. And here's why, because this horse is so fucking hot. <laughs> we get- hot? I thought you were going to say hung, and I was going to be like, um, oh. That too, but we'll find out about that later. So this, I know that I'm using horse with like verbal air quotes yeah. for the time being. So we get a description of this horse who will not have a a name for quite some time, which is why I can only call it the horse. So the horse has lovely silvery blue eyes that be cast in a fog over Jennifer. She sees his eyes through the the trailer and she's like, holy shit, I must know more about this horse. She says, quote, I must see this horse in its entirety. Uh, The horse is tall and willowy like every dude I have ever dated. And also has a very beautiful coat and soft human-like hair for a mane instead of thick and coarse hair. Okay. Yes, okay. She's, she says, quote, she clucked her tongue. I don't know if clucked is the right word, but that is what it says. She clucked her tongue, coaxing him out and nearly gasped when he deftly made his way from the trailer. The stallion was tall and willowy, his coat white, even though it seemed to shimmer silver in the sunlight. And also, she said, in an instant, she knew she had to ride him. So... We're already a little... Okay. Got Mm -hmm. it. Yep. We're all on the same page. So this is a beautiful horse. Her mom is like, I got this horse. Look how great he is. Uh, We could use him for riding lessons if you want to. But when I bought it, I told the owner that this horse would be great for an adult rider. And I happen to know one. It's you, my daughter. You just turned 18. Happy birthday. It's your horse. Oh, that's quite the present. Yes. So I, I felt in the tone... Like, nowhere does it say the mom also thinks this horse is hot, but it just kind of felt like in vibe, the mom was like, look at this hot fucking horse. I kind of love re- this hot horse. It reminds me of when we were doing the pumpkin spice latte and, like, people were just generically talking about how hot, like, how sexual these drinks were, and it was just a normal thing to talk about. Yeah. She's like, I had to get this bad boy instead of all the stupid lady horses I saw. He's just so hot, I had to have him. Um, So... Horny horse riding is about to happen. And we can't say that I didn't warn you. <laughs> okay. Okay. All yes. right. So Jennifer, mom's like, I'm going to go home. I got to uh, take a bath. I've had a long trip. Get to know your beautiful, uh, your beautiful man horse. Uh, and Jennifer's like, yes. So at first it's all very normal. And Jennifer's like ready to pet this horse. And she offers her hand to the horse so that he can sniff her, which is great. And he starts doing that little like snuffly thing that horses do with their nose mouth region. And that's all fine. And then he sort of goes from sniffing her hand to sniffing her all a little more all over. And then it quote became strange when the horse started snuffling the quote apex of her thighs. (laughs) You know, I knew when we were going into this that it's a unicorn. I knew, I, know. I knew that, but then I didn't really think of the bestiality of it all. Yeah, and now I'm in it. I'm, we, I'm, yeah. kind of want to gag throw mm-hmm. up, but I'm, I'm here. I this am. Is, this is gonna go places none of us expected, and I can't wait to share oh. more. So okay. Jennifer is like, "quote You gonna let me ride you, big boy?" Which is a bummer because that's a quote and then the horse is like oh hell yeah which is not a direct quote but probably what the horse seemed to say and again (laughs) this horse does not have a name at this point but she's like you're gonna let me ride you and this horse like gives her a knowing look and immediately understands that jennifer wants to take him for a ride so he's like come on up here he bends over so that uh she could climb on top of him like she doesn't even yeah she doesn't even need a saddle it's he's like I've got this. Don't worry. And he starts running and he's picking paths and he's not even tired. He's just going so fast. And Jennifer's like, this is incredible. And then also she's like, I'm starting to get horny due to the fact that there's some friction happening between this horse's back and quote her cleft, which is what they described it as cleft. Her cleft. Pause wouldn't if that with that type of logic wouldn't you be getting horny every single time you rode a horse if that's and just look, like the only thing procuring a, re- a reaction i don't ride horses enough to know whether it does or doesn't make you horny and that's i guess all i can really say about okay. that but uh especially going horseback on this super hot beautiful eyed shiny coated horse is really working first she's like leaning into it she's 
having shivers of arousal. She's almost to orgasm, but then we are interrupted, and you'll never guess why. But I'll I'll let you guess once. What? Who? Wait, where? What's our setting? What's just, just riding around in wherever this horse feels like riding around. Is it outdoors? Is it outdoors. in a reading? Okay. No, we are, are outdoors. We He's um, just picking paths in the woods. We get um, interrupted as she's about I, to hump this horse to. I'm going to be honest. I am still under the mentality of sheriff bear. So I want to believe <laughs> it's a bear. Um, <laughs> I will also guess just out of the heart of hearts that there's uh, another horse. I like your beautiful creativity. What actually happened is that bitch Kelly called her. And she, and she's so annoyed. Yeah, she's like, and then my phone starts ringing and it's Kelly. And she probably wants to hang out with me for my birthday. So we're just going to head back to the ranch sans orgasm. Oh my yeah. gosh. She's like, look, I'm I thought we were going to come across <laughs> something in the woods. No. Okay, okay, okay. That bitch Kelly just comes in and calls. And then this bitch Kelly keeps her on the phone for hours. And then after hours. she's like, hours. So like hard stop. We put the horse in the barn. Kelly just won't shut up. We're talking for hours. And then her mom is like, we got to go to your birthday dinner. And so I am not sure if these are belated birthday shenanigans or if like this day is her 18th birthday. It's not really clear. But basically what is happening here, she's like, I sure would love to keep exploring this really hot horse. But everybody just keeps asking me to do other stuff instead. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're a little sexually frustrated. Um. Jenny is like, normally I would love all this extra attention, but I'm just so horny about my new horse that I'm starting to get frustrated. Uh, and I'm going to read what is a long quote because I think it's worth it. Uh, okay. She says, quote, no matter what, she couldn't stop thinking about the ride earlier, what she might have done if Kelly hadn't called. It sounded sick, but to her, the thought of getting aroused from the ride earlier didn't feel all that strange. It didn't feel like the stallion was just a common horse, more like ellipses. She snorted. That was crazy. He was an actual horse, not a person or a mythical creature, no matter what her crazy brain tried to tell her. I'm gonna look, look, <laughs> look. We're introducing seeds of doubt. This maybe this isn't just any old horse. Maybe it's ho- hot and horny for a reason. I'm gonna ask this once. And <laughs> we can and then we can move on. I don't want to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. Is this a shifter? romance it's uh i wouldn't say that it's hard to explain and we're gonna do our best to okay. approach it <laughs> okay because it's giving me vibes of like this is a human thing that can shift into a horse it, truly you'll just have to wait and see not too long from now i probably okay. i promise we're gonna get here's my it. follow-up question because uh-huh. when i sent you the doc to choose from i did <laughs> put the page count in all of the um, stuff. Yes. Is it actually 28, 29 pages? It is a short story. I read it on my phone, so it's kind of hard to tell how many pages it is. It is, uh, it, it was brief. It's not super, it's not like a million pages okay. long. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go um, for it. Yes. So going forth, we're wrapping up all these birthday shenanigans. Uh, the whole time Jennifer has been distracted by her hot horse, uh, which she finally gets home thinking about her hot horse, gets her towards turned on again but every time she tries to masturbate she's thinking about this horse instead and uh or sorry she's thinking about this horse instead of and this is in the book Channing Tatum Adam Levine or anyone that a normal person would think about <laughs> look do we have a year for when this was written uh, I believe this came out and I think I saw that it came out in 2015 okay so that would have been perfect timing for mm-hmm. both of those mm-hmm. options yes. adam levine has not aged well channing no. Tatum, i feel like for some reason he gives me a little bit of the ick but i don't know i don't think he's done anything apparently all the normal people think of those two when they're uh jacking off and what i have to say is don't yuck your own yum just keep it legal <laughs> yeah if yeah. A, if a horse is making you horny i don't know man <laughs> don't yeah. Don't be down on yourself, but maybe don't take action. Hard to say. Anyway, it takes a long time for her to douse this arousal. Her words, not mine. And eventually she falls asleep. Okay. Dream sequence. Oh, no. We're in the woods. The moonlight is- Hey, can he come into her dream? Hey, 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 you let me tell you what happens in this book. 
It's only because of the door, okay? You let me tell you what, I know. You let me tell you what happens in this dream sequence. We're in the woods. The moonlight is bright. Owls be hooting. We round a tree and bam, there's a man standing here. His skin is like alabaster and electric blue veins are evident. He has the same color eyes as the horse and the same white blonde hair. And the book says he has all hard muscle, quote, even the one between his legs. Oh, gosh. And this book uses the term uncut cock, to which I say go off. This man is naked and he's in the forest. Wow. And he looks a lot like this horse. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you're welcome. So this man's nude in the forest. And in Jennifer's inner monologue, she's like, he looks like the dudes in my mom's hidden magazines. I am so innocent that Kelly makes fun of me. I don't feel the need to be ruled by base desires. And this is a quote. She says, I ride horses and then lay out in the pasture and take care of myself like a lady, quietly and without a fuss. <laughs> so so this you is- are masturbating in in so- the in nature. Yeah, a couple of things are happening at once. First, we're trying to set a tone that... Sh- she is a virgin and this is plot important kind of i mean plot loosey-goosey this is like a thing to know about what's happening in this story um so we're sort of setting the scene with being like i'm so innocent even kelly's like oh my god it's embarrassing you're so innocent but like i don't feel like i need to sleep with boys yet i uh just go home and i ride horses and then i lay out in the pasture and when i do need to masturbate and just take care of myself quietly without a fuss in a field which is just like an interesting inner monologue she's having while looking yeah. at this new dude who looks like her horse <laughs> just yeah. context yeah just a little bit of contest um so this is what she's thinking she realizes that she's also naked and she's sweating but she's like instead of being shy standing in front of this guy makes me feel brave uh, and she is like, who are you? And he is like, soon you will see me. But he doesn't give a name. And basically, he's like, you'll be ready for me soon. Don't even worry about it. And she's like, but I'm so horny right now. And he's like, uh, you'll know what you need soon enough, my sweetling. Come and find me, my mare. When you my see mare. Me, yeah, when you see me, you will know my name. Oh, How you doing? Oh, this is just like painful because there's so many elements. I feel like we're going, we could go in a lot of different directions and I'm really just hoping it's not just straight bestiality. It's complicated. So anyway, she's like, this works for me. She's getting hornier and hornier. And then she wakes up to see the cause of her horniness. And it's not just this dream. It is her horse (laughs) whose head is sticking through her bedroom window and her Uh, His muzzle is all up in her crotch. And, quote, she opened her mouth to descend, but realized that she didn't mind at all. It felt right. Then she saw the horn. Sarah, can you hit me with that research and tell me about unicorns? I absolutely can. Before I do, I'm just picturing this. So her bed must be, like, really close to the window. Right next to the window. And she must be, like, huddled against the wall yeah that the window just, is on for this to be really by it also yeah. maybe i it has to be on the ground level or this is the tallest unicorn <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. and yeah his so muzzle to crotch but then also big unicorn horn now sticking out that wasn't there before and it's like touching between her bosom and she's like oh shit horn like it, not, it's not just a dangerous horse. So we know now, not just a horse. Tell us about okay. your research well, on unicorns. I got a lot of different uh, sources here. Uh, St. Neot's Museum. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Britannica, our besties over there. Um, mm-hmm. American Museum of Natural History. Live science article quote, uh, called Where Did the Unicorn Myth Come From? by Patrick Pester. And then a New York Times article called the immortal myth of unicorns by malika rayo um from 2021 i will tell you right now that i did stop there because every single thing was telling me the exact same stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so unicorns have been around in different forms throughout multiple civilizations um the first evidence of unicorns appeared in ancient greece and it's actually not from mythology it's from um a part of writings a piece of writings called um like that were essentially 
natural history writings as if mm -hmm. it's like based on, you know, real animals, plants, sure. stuff sure. like that um, during the fourth century BCE in a book called Indica or what that translates to is on India, which by the way, oh. a lot of this roots from India. Like everybody thinks that like this first writing about animals in India, um, the author said that they were quote wild asses. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> throwing back those wild asses. Going on to say they were, quote, fleet of foot, having a horn of cubit and a half, uh, sorry, a half in length. I don't know. A half in length of what? Right? Half of what, you guys? <laughs> and colored white and red and black. Mm. Now historians believe that this is actually just a description of Indian rhinos. Oh. Um, so, and like, if you look at the pictures that they were depicted in, especially in that very, very, um, like BCE era, like tablet sure. drawings. Um, they look like just boars, oxes, like that happen to have one horn instead of two horns, you know? This, this book is so much better for body inclusivity if our unicorn is actually just a rhino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the 13th century, Marco Polo would later <laughs> would later say that unicorns, quote, spend their time by preference wallowing in mud and slime. And mm. I've never related to anything more. Same. Um, <laughs> so in the 6th century, um, traveling a traveling merchant said that they're, I don't know how this traveling merchant became the expert on unicorns. Not 100% sure. He's, he's selling just, he's just selling cultured. those books about unicorns. That's, yeah. that's what he's got to just know. Or he's just cultured. He's seen the world, you know. Sure. He said that they're notorious for avoiding capture. He said that if in, in danger, a unicorn will happily throw itself from a cliff to escape. But oh. it'll land expertly on the point of its horn unharmed. Like almost like like throwing a spear and oh, then the horn gets caught in the ground really interesting way to fall and land yes and <laughs> it's unclear how the unicorn would get wedged out of the earth then like throwing a dart into the ground <laughs> exactly literally so it's even said that there are some versions of unicorns in the bible um in certain bible uh translations however people believe this this was an error in translating the hebrew word for ox sure but this isn't the only use of unicorns in christianity unicorns represent purity um so a lot of times especially in medieval artwork it's used to depict christ um, so for an example, there might be a piece of art where a unicorn has its head placed in the lap of like a young maiden or a virgin, which is be like snuffle in that crotch. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm in my research. I am in my research anyway, but he's trying to, um, depict Christ's relationship with his virgin mother, Mary. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be talking about purity. Other times uh, we're going to get into this in a second, but like unicorn horns, um, are word for drinking from. And so in, in artwork, they would have people drinking from unicorn horns to symbolize Christ's sacrifice to cleanse the sins of mankind. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about those uh, healing properties of the unicorns. Um, so in medieval times, nobility would drink out of unicorn horned cups to keep from being poisoned. But people were like, those likely weren't unicorn horn they were likely narwhal tusks or rhino horns, uh. which narwhals are the unicorns of the sea. So True. other healing properties include stomach trouble, like helping with stomach trouble and epilepsy, which oh. poison and stomach trouble, those go together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> epilepsy, I'm not sure how we just put that one under the <laughs> WebMD. It's like an add-on. yeah. Um, and then according to another Eastern culture uh, legend, the rare appearance of unicorns, because they're such um, solitary creatures of like, mm -hmm. the, of nature. Um, if a unicorn is seen, it celebrates a just and wise ruler. Oh, so, interesting. Yes. 
So belief of unicorns started to wane in the 18th century because people started believing a lot of these stories came from mythology and started realizing that mostly these were just horned animals that people were misunderstanding. Um, But to wrap this all up, I will tell you that no one asked, but April 9th is National Unicorn Day. Hell yeah. Um, Mark and the calendars. <laughs> that is really the research about like the basis of unicorns. Applause. Thank you. That's Thank beautiful. You. I learned so much about unicorns. Thank and you. Their healing properties. Their healing properties and that they might not be unicorns at all. They could be narwhals or rhinos or any horse. Likely or any cow. <laughs> likely just rhinos and oxes. That, I love that. Yeah. Really, yeah. really makes this uh the possibilities are now endless now that we can envision so many different types of unicorn. We and really I'm can. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So we're back. The horn horse has his unicorn horn, his unicorn, rested up against the swell of Jennifer's breast. And her reaction is, Elizon. What? She this just is, knows the name? This is, yes, just like he said, this is the name of the stallion. His name's Alan? Alizon. No, no, it's Alan. It's Alan. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I'm, I'm going to say Alizon because that's what she gasped out of her mouth when she realized that this is a unicorn okay. slash the man in her dream. Quote, right. quote, the man from her dreams was real. Her stallion was a unicorn. The man was a unicorn. Oh, <laughs> I mean, a fluster of thoughts. It's a lot. Look, a lot is happening. So now this unicorn is just going down on her full stop um Got i'm gonna it. i'm gonna not include a whole lot of detail but wonderful <laughs> but like all, all in all in oral is happening from this unicorn named alizon and for a second jennifer's like mom would be so alarmed if she saw a horse up my crotch and then a voice tells her i am no horse Ooh, uh-huh. yeah and so alizon alizon gets lightly offended and runs away at the fact that he and has been called toxic masculinity yeah it's that's <laughs> a fragile ego because <laughs> unicorns aren't not horses but uh anyway she's like oh no how embarrassing so she's like i gotta chase after and find uh my unicorn lover uh so she puts on a robe because she does this have to know does the unicorn turn into a man and can i fuck this man yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I think that that's not even going to stop her if he can't fully transform into a man. Yeah. She's like, I just got to find out. So she runs out. Of, and this is, this is again, just so we're all on the same page. No longer a dream. This is IRL. Okay, got so, it. Uh, in a robe. In, we didn't put on in a real robe. clothes. No, no time. So okay. Jennifer runs out to the bar, all the while being like, I've never been as horny as Alison makes me. Uh, not even steamy sex scenes in movies or Brad Pitt or Tom Hardy or Channing Tatum again are as hot as alizon this unicorn <laughs> and those are three in book references bet brad pitt tom hardy and for a second time channing tatum <laughs> <laughs> and making a second appearance channing, channing tatum. tatum you remember him from the first time channing tatum part two electric boogaloo um so she gets to the bar and she sees the unicorn and she's like oh hot damn this is my jam but it feels wrong and then a voice is like it isn't wrong. And she looks, and now she is seeing both the unicorn and the man from her dream at the same time. Okay. So I had a very hard time using my Barney imagination to visualize the whole rest of this book. But for our sakes, I would envision a unicorn astral projecting the, the man form in front of him. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yes. So it's... no nothing very solid which gets talked about in like a second but like i can only describe this as a unicorn is astral projecting a human in front of him so she can see both at the same time i want to believe that the unicorn's horn is a projector and it's just like shooting <laughs> out a little um leia so you're my only you're my only hope obi-wan and it's <laughs> That's especially funny for what I'm about to say next. So Alizon is like, TLDR, I am a unicorn. There are unicorns in the world, just like there's horses. There's just very few of us, which makes uh, Jennifer very sad. And so he's like, I need your help 
for my people vis-a-vis -vis being my mayor and letting me fuck you and having foals and replenishing the unicorn population it has to be you you're a virgin that's part of what's great about it is that you're a virgin <laughs> oh okay okay mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so for a moment jennifer hesitates because she's like but what about i haven't even graduated from my high school yet and what about what about after that and Al i can't be a teen mom no and alizon's like what do you really plan on doing after schooling come live with me and my people i got you like forget about graduating high school forget about going to college you're just gonna have my babies and i will take care of you don't even worry about it and like sort of before it is this is consensual but he's just kind of like let me see your body and she's like, all right, I'm already horny. So she takes her robe off. Okay. And she's naked. And so yep. she is horny. And he, and he, the man, is horny. And the unicorn behind him is pawing at the ground, all horny. And the guy is hard, and the unicorn is also hard. Okay. Quote, the vision of the man seemed impossible enough. How could the stallion even fit? And which one was the real one? They would find out. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Uh -huh. So Alizar promised to be gentle when he breeds her. It's a lot of breed talk. So if that's your jam, congratulations. She'd be, yeah. she be getting bred. Um, he starts with Oral again and then lays her down on a horse blanket. And she's like getting impatient because this has been going on. You know, first it was the sexy horse ride where she almost came and then didn't get to because that bitch Kelly called. And then there was trying to get off uh, prior to falling asleep. But being like, I can't even think about Channing Tatum or Adam Levine because I just keep thinking about this horse, which kind of uh, put her out of it. And there was this dream. And yeah. this dream, it was also getting all horny again, but nothing crazy happened. So she's like getting frustrated about which, all of the teasing. <laughs> I'd like to remind everybody, it's been less than 24 hours. That's true. Uh, and so she's like, can we do this? And he's like, you got to be patient. So he calls her sweetling a lot. So he's like, got to be patient, sweetling. I Sweetling, yeah. I need I to make that. sure you're ready for breeding. He's got to make sure his sweetling is ready for breeding. I hate that. Uh, it's, it's something that's happening. So the closer they get to sex, the more confused her vision of the man and the unicorn become. So like... Sometimes both of them are sort of flickering in front of her. And then sometimes the man disappears for a little bit that comes back. And then it's just like the unicorn. Uh, so again, maybe just the astral projecting is what I'm yep. going with. And uh, she gives him head. And it's a little confusing because she can see both dicks coming at her at once. Oh. And I think she gets the man version, but I honestly had a hard time telling whose dick it was. And it's fine because after a little bit ahead, Elizabeth's like, you're ready. Let's breed. I find it interesting because I've run into this too when we've done some of these monster smut books and stuff mm -hmm. too, where it's like you are thinking so hard about the logistics sometimes yes. of what they're doing that you're mm -hmm. like, how does this happen? And I feel like they want to confuse you a little bit because they don't want to explain, like the author doesn't want to right. actually explain how this is going down. Right. And she's straight up like, two dicks are coming at me. I don't know which one I'm about to get. Um, for the next portion of what's about to happen, I simply have to quote the book. Okay. And so now know for reference that uh, Alizon is behind Jennifer now. No, which uh, which version? Both? Yes. Whatever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, quote, glancing over her shoulder, she should have been distressed as the image of the man was all but faded, the beast behind her. But Alison had promised that he would be gentle, and for some reason, she believed him. If anything, she wanted him even more, equine or no. Uh, and so then he's like, uh, so good for me, my beautiful one. I knew you were the perfect mate. And then we get First one hoof, then another, came up on either side of her head. The fur of his belly tickling against her back wasn't terrible. If anything, it was soothing. <laughs> so, um... Oh, no, no, no. Imagine. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, thank you. It's over. And then all of a sudden, just hoof on one side of her head. <laughs> hoof on the other side of her head. I could have spit water out my mouth reading this. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the hooves. There's so many times I've felt that way reading books where I'm like, I, I want to look at that camera, the hidden camera that's filming me and be like, are you serious right now? This is what's happening? This is what's happening. Uh, I don't about... know, you guys. I think this might be the book that breaks me. Maybe this is... <laughs> I, 
We never try and ick people's yum, but this is really getting to me how much I hate this. So, um, yeah, we're sleeping with the unicorn. Jennifer's having a great time, even though it says that her uterus is being pounded and her breasts are swaying <laughs> erratically. She cannot get these boobs under control. And I'm not telling her she has to. They're erratic and relentless. <laughs> That's how I'd name my boobs. One yeah. erratic, one yeah. relentless. That's something I aspire to. Um, Alizon's dick does something that I assume is a horse thing, which is flare up so that his semen can't escape when he comes. And uh, he comes and we are all satisfied and we fall asleep in the barn. It's We're working out a clip now. they're spooning. That's what I want to know. I may share on our instagram later a diagram now it's not correct because this is centaurs and not unicorns but i recently saw a meme that was how would a centaur big spoon yes <laughs> and i i like thought about it in context i can already tell unicorn. you i know what the visual is <laughs> yeah it's so confusing mm -hmm. amazing um so we are in we fall asleep in the bar and then it's like ellipses where it doesn't say epilogue, but basically we are now in an epilogue. Okay. So okay, okay. Jennifer's mom wakes up and she's like, time to do some chores. It's early morning and we're on a ranch and ranch horse farm stuff. And her daughter's not in bed. Um, oh, so no. she's like, that's Is strange. I'm going to find them. She's like, that's strange. Maybe they're outside. So um, mom goes out to take care of the horses and she notes, quote, Something was unusual when she entered the barn. Every morning, the horses nickered at her in greeting to, and to tell her that they were hungry. But this morning, there was none of that. The barn was silent, which I can only assume is because all these regular horses saw her daughter get fucked by a unicorn and don't know what to do about it. They're all absolutely shook and they're like, oh, oh shit. So if we saw some shit last night. We could use some therapy after I'll that. never eat again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mom looks around and she's like, weird. All of my horse blankets are all fucked up all over the place. And the new stallion's just sitting in a corner. I wonder what that's about. And so she does see Jenny asleep in the barn. But fortunately, Jenny is covered in a horse blanket. So her mom does not know that she's still naked. <laughs> and basically, her mom is like, that's so cute. She fell asleep taking care of her horse because she loves this new horse so much. Uh, unfortunately, I do need my daughter to help with some church, so I'm going to try and wake her up. And when her mom steps to, like, wake up Jenny, Elizon stops her and, like, gives a spooky possessive look, which, like, yikes, the mom is literally, like, there was something in that look that scared her. But instead of doing any normal mom thing, like, trying to get a large mad horse away from her sleeping daughter she's just like oh all right i guess she can sleep a little more bye and just kind of goes about her, her day that's so weird yes okay yes so jenny keeps sleeping while alizon watches her and then we get this alizon watched her opalescent eyes ever unchanging yes his mare would help his people become strong again this place would help the unicorns thrive once more already he had ideas the end he had ideas. I do believe there's a second book. Yes, I think there is. Um, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Look, thank mm -hmm. you for grazing over a lot of the um, anatomy elements of that because I probably would have thrown up. Um, but also not a horse girl myself. Um, no, but are you a unicorn girl? Different. Not really. But thank you. Um, wow. 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 I'm <laughs> going to go try and scrub that from my mind. Um, I, it, what, look. Tate, I loved it. Tate, it was great. It just was not my cup of tea. I fear that the ratings we give this will reflect how much fun I had when I was reading it. I had a hilarious time. I, mean, I had the best time. Great? Most of the time when I'm reading these little short smut books, it's like, it's just fun. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun time. Yes. So we will go through the score, but just know that I don't feel like the score is going to reflect the enjoyment I hope personally had, <laughs> which was so much reading this incredible book. Sarah, do you want to even bother with diversity? I am because we deliberately made this girl white and blonde. That's true. And I'm going to give it an absolute zero. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's the and also even the man version of this unicorn was alabaster. Oh, yep, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, um, I'd also give it a, 
a zero for, out of out of five for diversity. I'm really uh, messing with our dog. That we're no, that's okay. That. Behind um, the scenes, I'm gonna make Sarah do the math because my brain doesn't do it. That's fair. Um, plot. <laughs> plot. plot. How do you feel plot, about the plot, plot of this beautiful, beautiful book? The plot is. <laughs> Look, the hot is um new adult woman uncertain of wanting to kind of follow the crowd of her friends by going to college receives unique opportunity to do none of those things and follow her passion for horses by way of birthing unicorn babies okay um look it has more of a plot than some of the other things we've read um i will give it a three i think Okay, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a four, but it's less like this was a structured story that provided a lot of depth for me and just that the whole premise of this made me really happy and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> so the smut, um, there was quite a bit of smut. There is, I will say, it's pretty prevalent throughout. And I know that we're about to have a hard time because inherently what we say about this indicates that we enjoy uh, being romanced by a unicorn. But that I think is, if you no. could detach the unicorn of it all and just kind of go with the general pleasure of what's happening in the book, it's not so bad smut. No, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, that's okay. what I was thinking too. Honestly, I thought it was pretty legit. And then I have linked the cover yes. of this beautiful book. I've got it. For Sarah to look at. And please describe for us so, at your convenience. There is a wonderful, I'm going to start with the background. Um, mm -hmm. There is like clouds and a field, but it's covered in an overlay of rainbow. Uh -huh. So of like course. a gradient rainbow. There is a very gallant looking um, unicorn. Um, sure. I want you to know everything about this screams. I just photoshopped some random stock images together, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is, is a, no offense, Tate. I know that this is probably what's expected. Absolutely. Like you, you got to do it. what you can do. Um, and then there's a woman, a, a young woman on the mm. front who is blonde and is wearing mm. like a blue I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, I don't her like her blue dress makes her look very um fanciful. I assume it's like a like a slip technically or like some kind of a lingerie. Yeah. Also a fair thing to note that her hair is not buck. No, 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 no. I was gonna say that. You oh, stay in your fucking I'm, corner. I'm so sorry. I'm not used to having this job. You what's her hair look like? Corner, tell me. So she's blonde and her hair is curled, and it, she's got some really intense bangs happening. Mm -hmm. But um, her sh it only comes like a little past her shoulders, mm -hmm. so no, it is not butt length. Not um, definitely. but I will say, um, she also has like the most intense blue necklace on. That's a little distracting. And then in the same. Like it's like a blue purple-ish writing and the same cursive writing. It says Tate McKirk at the top. And then it says Brood Maiden of the Unicorn at the bottom. Yeah, I don't really know what more is there to say. Um, I will say, now that I'm looking kind of closer towards our wonderful models, Tushy, um, there is like a little bit of like wisps. It almost could be hair. You know what I mean? Oh, by her arm. Yeah. I think that might be the tail of the unicorn. Oh, you're probably right. You're absolutely probably right. Yeah. Whose hair looks helpful. pretty soft. I'm going to be honest. I love this cover. I also yeah. love this cover. I'm giving it a four. Yes, I am giving it a 4.5. The necklace, if nothing else, is the craziest thing I've ever seen. No, the necklace is absolutely bonkers. Also, I like that the woman on the cover has her hand on her face in a way that sort of looks like she's holding a phone in her hands, but she's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's absolutely <laughs> like a flip phone. Oh. This photo looks so um, not from this time, like not even 2015. I don't feel confident. Mm -hmm. This was an early 2000s photo for sure. Incredible. Sarah's going to magically math this and then get. we're going to do the final scores. 
So I came out at 55% and you came out at 62.5%. Nice. And I think what killed us was that diversity element. But that's true. Look, it was a good, I don't even want to say that. I'm sorry. I, (laughs) I really, I really struggled with this one because everything that we have covered so far has had human very very clear human elements to it mm-hmm. during the intercourse portion mm-hmm. except for the door mm-hmm. true um, that was just the doorknob mostly everything else has been extremely human appearing and i so when we went to the bestiality point it, i um it blurred didn't it they it kind of blurred blur. those lines. uh what was your say smut moment of, of the book i think like the projecting right like that's what it has to be i <laughs> I can't imagine not having a clear concept of who I'm having intercourse with. Like, and one is very, it's not like between two people. It's like a, this is a human and this is a very large animal. I, it's the one hoof to hoof reveal for me. Because really up to that point, I wasn't, I was confused the whole time really about who, who, what dick she was really working with. And so I wasn't a hundred percent sure how this part would go <laughs> and no. to have it revealed by hoof hoof on either side of her head is so funny <laughs> it, that is hilarious i feel like that'd be a really great reveal reading it oh, um, amazing thank you so much for going on this journey with me sarah where can people find us people can find us if they so choose on tiktok instagram and twitter at at say smut podcast additionally we'd love to hear your book recommendations send us uh those our way via email at say smut podcast.com or sorry say smut podcast at gmail.com also we'd love for you to pop us a honest review don't be mean and do it because of the book don't do it because you hate us personally and you have a vendetta against us from the second grade that you've been holding all of this time and you're going to unleash onto these platforms do it because you actually feel this way about the podcast take your vengeance elsewhere yeah take it elsewhere um but we have had a very interesting morning starting our day this way thank um, you so much tate mckirk for this incredible you, content McCurk. and hey everybody stay smutty Bye-bye. bye bye